You're now listening to Mind of Melody, Shifting Perspective. Hi, everyone. Hope you're having a beautiful day and a happy new year. Thank you for tuning in to Mind of Melody. This is really exciting. I have a friend with me today. Her name is Ayla. Hi. We have actually known each other for 10 years now. We went to high school together. Wow, 10 years. Mm Mm-hmm. We were spending some time together, catching up over a drink, and we both became very passionate about a few subjects, um, which will be briefly discussed today. We're not diving too deep into these topics just because they're very controversial and sensitive, and we want to be respectful to the listeners. So I was listening to a podcast the other day by Bailey Sarian. She actually does makeup tutorials on YouTube while telling murder mystery stories. If you haven't seen her, check her out. Her videos are amazing. So she actually started a podcast series, I believe in the summer, and one that caught my attention was about birth control. And I'm not going to fully quote her whole episode because you'll just have to go and watch if you're interested, but basically she was saying that birth control was made as a control mechanism for women back in the day. Which, thinking about it now, it's still heavily used today, especially in young women. Their parents prescribe it for them, especially if they know that they are being sexually active. My question is, should that be a choice? If we are old enough to choose to experiment with our bodies in certain ways, should it also be a choice to decide whether or not we want to, as women alter our body's natural cycles. With this being said, if a woman chose to not take birth control and gets pregnant, she should also have the choice as to what she wants to do with what happens with her body. The reason I feel strongly about having a choice is because I actually did volunteer work at a pro-life clinic. It just didn't feel right to me. It felt really controlling and And basically, they were looking down on these women for choosing what they wanted to do with their bodies. Why are women the target? Why isn't there more resources for men? Maybe a medication men can take to lower their sperm count. Of course, there are condoms that men wear. Some women are very sensitive and even allergic to condoms. And choosing to not use one due to discomfort is definitely a choice. But I don't think enough research has been done on men to prevent unwanted pregnancies. I agree. So there was an abortion law that was passed in Texas a few months ago, which was to make abortion illegal once a heartbeat is detected. Why? The one thing that comes to my mind for me, honestly, is human trafficking. Human trafficking is a business that has generated $150 billion as of 2020 according to Forbes magazine. So could this be another form of control and profit, obviously? Is it possible that these unwanted pregnancies are being forced in certain places for a black market operation? Wow. Honestly, it makes sense to me. Because why else would access to an abortion be denied? There will be pregnant women who are carrying and delivering babies against their will, basically choosing not to care for these children, which in turn get placed into foster care, orphanages, and 
who is in charge of some of these organizations? Some of the most successful businessmen and women who operate in powerful positions are in charge of these organizations. It's interesting. Um, Boys Town is a nonprofit orphanage founded in 1917 by Father Flanagan, a Roman Catholic priest in Omaha, Nebraska. We're actually located in Omaha, Nebraska. If you're listening from out of state or uh, in a different country, thank you for tuning in. Yeah, thanks. So Father Flanagan, um, in 1988, allegations started surfacing of child abuse at Boys Town and even satanic rituals. I know that is deep, but... Wow, I had no idea. I didn't even know that. Satanic rituals here in this town that I was born in. Yes. And it's still operating today. What? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, I just got chills all over my whole body. So, John DeCamp is an officer in the U.S. Army, and during the Vietnam War, he led an operation called Baby Lift, which evacuated 2,800 Vietnamese children, and he also wrote the book The Franklin Cover-Ups. And this book goes into detail about all the horrors and stories about Boys Town, as he served as an attorney for some of these victims. There is also a documentary called Conspiracy of Silence. I believe it is on Netflix. You can Google, do your own research. I highly recommend it. I've heard of that. I need to check that out. The police in Omaha were so corrupt, including the chief of police, who hid reports of all the abuse, and the reports are nowhere to be found to this day. The director of foster care during this time was receiving phone calls, and if she were to speak on any of these reports about sexual abuse and rituals, her life would be threatened. These children were forced to do drugs and became dependent on them so they would continue to go back to their captors and were continuously sold and trafficked. Many victims were unrelated to each other and they all had very similar stories and reports and these children were trafficked across the country to elite officials all the way to Washington DC wow some of the victims who spoke out and wanted justice in court ended up dead and even spoke about being victims of project monarch which is a whole nother podcast The first milk carton child was reportedly trafficked through this organization as well. Project Monarch. Okay, that's one that I'm not familiar with. So if you can tell us uh, just a little bit about what that is. Sure. So according to Wikipedia, Project Monarch, or MKUltra, which is the code name, um, is an illegal human experiment program and was designed by the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency. Okay, so you did tell me a little bit about this. Yeah, I'm sure I have. That when I, um, because you were talking about, like, the Kardashians and how, like, they're microchipped. And then we looked up that video where it shows them in a live, like, TV 
interview and they like malfunction and they glitch in a certain way. Mm-hmm. That's all I remember that you told me, but mm-hmm. I didn't know that also had something to tie into um, human trafficking. Yeah. Well, I know there's a lot of symbolism in Project Monarch also, like the butterfly. Like, so you see a lot of celebrities, you know, wearing butterfly jewelry on album art. It's everywhere. And also, like, Beta Sex Kitten, like, the leopard attire is related to this Project Monarch and stuff like that. Today, we can see it through television and musicians and things like that. And we think they're just wearing a regular leopard jacket. Right. No harm. Right. She likes butterflies, but it actually has a deeper meaning. Yes. So there's lots of symbolism going on here. Okay, so that's probably a lot of material that we can definitely dive deeper into on another podcast. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So, okay, cool. Wow, this is a lot of information. It's like I'm getting excited about it, but like it's not exciting at all. It's actually really disturbing. It is disturbing, but I think by raising awareness and like opening up your mind to the fact that this could be a possibility and our world could be under some sort of mind control through television, through music... I think it begins a healing a healing process and brings awareness to sex trafficking and mind control. It's almost like what we don't know doesn't hurt us, but at the same time, what we don't speak about and study and research, I mean, it'll just keep happening. Exactly. I always encourage people to do research. Like, we have this powerful tool called Wikipedia, Google, like... It's a double-edged sword, but I just recommend use it to your advantage. It doesn't hurt to just get out your device and do the research. That's all I can say. Yeah, I think honestly within our society, even just recording this podcast today, it's really hard to think about exactly what we want to say and how we want to say it because, you know, we don't want to offend anyone. And I think that's honestly part of the issue is um, sometimes that freedom of speech like isn't there or you know we want to follow the crowd and do the right thing and then sometimes we lose sight of having our own opinion and looking into these things that maybe aren't socially talked about or accepted or make you sound crazy for even looking into it because I know I've had or tried to have conversations like this before and it's not the easiest thing to talk about no it's not it is hard doing this podcast, but I'm I'm glad we're able to open up the door for people and to maybe shed some light on some possible different perspectives that people haven't thought about before. Because, you know, like these operations, you know, Project Monarch, like these are funded by our government. It is a fact, <laughs> you know? And... It, it is, um, there is, it's, it's, ta- it's a taboo topic. A lot of this is taboo and people may think we are, I hate to say this word, a conspiracy theorist, but if it's fake, why is it so real? Why is it everywhere? Why is it literally a statistic on Google why, for anyone to look up? Why is sex trafficking a $130 billion business? Exactly facts. I do also want to mention that if you are listening to this and you haven't done research on topics like this, to take time for yourself. 
I know this is a lot of information to digest and it's very complex and it goes deep, but make sure you take a bath, wash your face, make some tea, light a candle. Self-care is very important, especially when you start looking into things like this. It, it can consume you and it does bring negative energy, so you have to be prepared for that and I just want to let everyone out there know in advance, self-care is so important. So, Ayla, if I might ask, I'm yeah. not sure if you have any input on this, but what can we do in these disturbing times where we know there's a larger negative entity attacking humanity and our hearts, honestly taking a toll on our souls and sexuality, all of our being. Yeah, I believe the answer is in healing ourselves. According to the Human Rector Scale, which measures earthquakes, because earthquakes spread energy, this scale is used to measure human consciousness as well. Um, so, for example, shame is on the level of 1 to 20. Love is measured at 500. And enlightenment is anywhere from 700 to 1,000. According to Dr. David Hawking, the average level of human consciousness collectively is at about 200 right now. What was 200 again? Um, 200 is courage and neutrality, believe it or not. So that's pretty good, right? And this is so important because the higher frequencies balance the lower ones. So a person vibrating at the level of love, which is 500, can counteract the negative vibrations of 750,000 people. So with that being said, it is so vital to keep opening your heart center and walk with love because I truly believe we can offset horrible crimes committed against our youth and everyone who has been affected by trauma through opening the dialogue to encourage awareness and offer healing through knowledge about who we truly are as human beings. I think you hit the nail on the head on that one. It's not, like I mentioned before, always easy to have our own opinions and share our beliefs with other people without being shamed. I think it is very important to keep an open mind that you're not always going to agree with other people, but you don't have to hate them or hurt them or... Yeah, love. Love is truly the answer. And I know it sounds cliche, but it sounds cliche because it's true. And as an adult, I've learned that. Especially after being wronged, you know, so many times, it, it is really hard to open your heart back up mm -hmm. and invite more people in and not carry that guilt and anger. I really appreciate you being on the show today and being my biggest supporter, basically, with this whole podcast and listening to literally every episode I've ever made. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you're, you're so, so awesome! <laughs> people like you, I believe, are the reason that I... I wanted to start this podcast and hopefully make a difference in the world. And, you know, starting with myself, I know that's where I have to start. So I love that. <laughs> I feel like I also want to encourage people to email you if they have questions or if something like this, what happened at Boys Town, has happened in your city. We want to hear about it. We want to know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can people contact you? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you have anything, you know, to share on this or if you feel like you don't know who to talk to about this this kind of stuff, this is a safe place. There's no judgment. You can definitely message me on Instagram. It's Mind of Melody, M-I-N-D underscore O-F underscore M-E-L-O-D-Y. I hope you all have a beautiful evening. Thanks, everyone.